We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithanee.org.au. Well, it's always good, isn't it? Always good to um, have a chance to interview, to ask some questions, to to hear the journey. And it's quite astounding. Whenever we do this on Father's Day, it's always astounding to we look at other people and think, hey, their journey was seamless. Everything was perfect for them. But as we ask these questions, we find out, just like all of us, there are seasons and there are challenges and we move forward no matter what happens because we believe in Almighty God. So Matt... Great to have you with us. Thank you so much. That, that is so good. And Lily, is that Lily with you? Yes, it is. Oh, that's lovely. Lily, it's lovely to have you up there with your dad. That's very special today. Now, Matt, do you want to just quickly introduce you? How many kids do you have um, for us, please? Yep. So uh, I've got three children. So Lily, the youngest. Um, Sabelle uh, is our middle girl. And Tristan is the eldest. And um, I've got my wonderful wife, Rebecca, up there as well. That's lovely. So, so Matt, you, you've had a busy life, obviously. You've got three, three beautiful kids and um, different stages of life, so I'm sure that's quite challenging. But on top of your busy life, there's been some challenges in your life and some really big challenges. Do you want to just share a little bit about that, that challenge so that we can understand you're still trying to be a dad, but there has been some challenges in the past. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I, I came to the Lord on December 22nd, 2014. Um, and prior to that, uh, I was working down in Sydney. Um, and I, I led a, a very um, free life, I should say. So um, I spent a lot of money outside my um, earning capacity. Um, and I had a great job. Um, mind you, so uh, quite frivolous um, and we, well I should say I, um, racked up a lot of um, debt and it was bad debt so um, and it was approaching six figures. Um, so prior to becoming, I can't help it, she's so cute. Um, so um, what happened, um, how do I explain this? So my testimony is on December 20th, 2014, I had a phone call from Rebecca. We'd relocated to um, Brisbane and I was still working out of Sydney. So uh, my children were up here in Brisbane along with Rebecca um, and I spent 10 days down in Sydney, 10 days in Brisbane, 10 days up there. Um, and the debt wasn't getting any better. So um, credit cards for flights, credit cards for food, um, travel um, down in Sydney. Um, all the while, Rebecca's up here renting. Um, so I got the phone call from Rebecca, um, and on two days later, um, she said, you've got to fly up here, and you better be up here now. So I did. I got on the first flight on December 21st, um, and then a broken man found Jesus on December 22nd. And then the most amazing thing happened. He introduced us to an amazing man down in Everton Park who brought us to an organisation called Christians Against Poverty. Um, now, they didn't have an office where we were living, so they said they'd help us as long as we travelled. And we made the commitment um, to get our finances in order. And the most amazing thing was that we lived on, I suppose, bread and water for five years and the Lord looked after us and we're debt free. Yeah. Now, 
Now, that's the amazing part. Um, but before I came to the Lord, I can tell you that as the breadwinner, um, I felt inadequate. Um, I couldn't provide for my children. I couldn't provide for my wife. Um, I was squandering our money um, and living frivolously. So, um, you know, it, 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 it just made me feel... Um, actually, it didn't make me feel. That's the interesting thing. Because I'm a man and... I, was, I had to be that rock, that unemotional rock. And it had a big impact to the way that I raised my children. It had a huge impact on my marriage and the way that I you know, interacted with Rebecca and the way that I treated my family because of that inadequacy and, and the way that I felt every single day. Um, so when I, when I say I was saved, it, I was only... That rock got shattered in my heart it was destroyed utterly. And it is an amazing feeling to be a man with emotion. So, um, and, and now I, I can say that the prime of my life was not my 20s and 30s, it's been the last six years, okay? Thank you, Matt, that's, um, that's such a great testimony. And, Okay, in the last six years, you, you, you know God. How has that made a difference to you being a dad? Like, knowing God, He's released your emotions. How have you been a dad differently since you've known Jesus? Yeah, um, it, how? Do you know what? All of a sudden, I'm very aware of the type of man I want my daughters to marry. Okay? I, I want to be that role model. And, and I'm empowered now to be that role model. Um, just the simple things, making sure that my children see Rebecca and I do our devotions, the, the prayers before meals, the prayers in bed, the, the worshipping that we do at home. So just those little things, I think, build a huge impression on our children's lives. Um, because for me, when it says the sins of the father, it is quite literally that they will grow up in the image of me and the way that I behave and the way that I act and the way that I treat my wife, the way that I interact with other men, um, the way that I have my own role models to look up to. Um, I'm, I'm 45 years old and I'm still, a, I'm still a child and I look to other men to be role models. And I want my children to be able to look at me and look at other leaders in the community, in the church, um, to say, hey, look, that's like my dad and that's who I want to marry, someone like that. And I want my son to look at me and go, you know what, I want to be like my dad because he reflects Jesus and he's got a relationship with the Father in heaven and that that's what's changed in my life, the way that I look at my family and my marriage. So, Matt, thank you so much. Thanks so much for sharing your journey. Thanks for um, being honest and open with us. And yeah, that, that really touches our hearts. And it's just great to know what God has done in your life. It, it's just amazing. So hopefully another time we can hear a bit more. Now, Wayne, you've been around the ridges for, for, for a while. Um, we've seen you raising your, your two wonderful kids for, for Rachel and Joel and just, um, yeah, and the busyness of life and the challenges of life raising them. Do you just want to share just, um, yeah, 
some of the difficulties it's been to um, be a dad um, through the changing seasons and to navigate that. Okay, so my daughter Rachel, she's 21, and my son Joel, he just recently turned 18. Uh, he keeps on telling me, Dad, now I'm an adult. Um, so uh, I try and hold him to that whenever he makes a, a poor decision or he's uh, got something to contemplate. Um, challenges. Look, both our kids are, are really lovely kids. They're gentle, they're kind-hearted. So for us, um, Sandra and I, we've been very blessed with the nature that they, that they have. But there have been a lot of challenges along the way because they're, what their strengths are have not always been valued by their peers. So kids, their currency tends to be if you're into sports and if you're into, you know, maybe social culture and, you know, oh, have you watched this and have you been there and all that sort of thing and have you, you know, been on holidays here? So our kids have really struggled trying to um, be on an equal footing with their peers. So they've always been a little bit on the outside. Um, now, I've been a teacher for 26, 26 years, and I see that a lot now, having been through it with my children. And you see the kids that are always a little bit on the outer because they're not, uh, they don't have those attributes that kids value. I've always told my kids that what they have um, intrinsic to them, they'll be valued by adults, but they're not always valued by children. So the battles they've had, um, like Rachel's been a pretty um, easy um, child and then a young adult and now into adulthood to, to raise, but she's always struggled with some friendships. So that's always a little bit, uh, been a little bit hard. Now my son Joel, it was quite evident early in his life that he was a little bit different. So he does have autism. And so for us, um, that has been the challenge almost since he was four or five, that he was always a little bit different, really struggled with friendships because he didn't read social cues. Um, and, you know, not being invited to this, not being invited to that, not into sports, not into, you know, music, not into things that a lot of kids are. So he's always on the outside. So that's been hard, letting him go each day to school and knowing that it's not going to be a fun place. It's going to be hard. Um, so... Along the way, you know, there've been a lot of tears from Joel, from Sandra. I tend to internalize a little bit and I, you know, I'm a bit more like, how do I fix this? You know, and you call out to God, why God? Why, why do you make it so hard for him? You know, I want him to be really have, have an enjoyable time because school's a long time, you know, from five to 18. That's a long time to spend um, with kids that don't necessarily accept you. Um, coming through that, I always hold on to something that a sensei told us many years ago when he was doing some judo, because Joel didn't have much um, muscle tone, so we thought, right, let's get him into something that's going to develop his core strength. And um, really early on, his sensei was always a, a Christian fellow too, um, really good mentor. And one of the things he always reminded us of, that strong breeze creates strong trees. Now, Joel's been buffeted right through his life by strong breezes. And the last two or three years, I can just see this resilience in him. Um, not a hardness, but a resilience. And, you know, I've seen him tear up maybe once or twice in the last year. That's it. 
Um, so he's developing this character that had he have not gone through all this breeze, <laughs> may not be there. Um, so for me and for Sandra, who I think she takes it to heart a lot more than I do, I try and, you know, rationalise it. How, what are we going to do to fix this? And do I need to see this person? Do I need to do this? Can I visit your school and I want to chat to these kids? And You know, you, you want to try and do something. But Sandra's carried a lot of the weight. So that's been the challenge, releasing him all the time to an environment that's a challenge. Um, even when things like youth group, which has been pretty much his happy place, he's connected with a few kids. You know, he doesn't have great buddies, but he's connected enough that that is his sort of one of his highlights during the week. So we really appreciate the youth group that the church has provided. Um, so yeah, that's that's been our challenge through those years, and we're coming towards the end of it. And we praise God that this year. Joel's actually connected for the first time after 12 years of school with a few mates. Right. Now, it's not really tight relationships, but he's part of a group and they're connecting on weekends online and they're chatting um, online. But it's, there is, some, there is um, a connection happening there. And um, he recently, I won't go into it, but he recently had a, a really big success at school and um, he relied on a couple of the mates to help him with that. And they've also been talking him through a couple of things. And when he's talked to us about it, I thought, that's wonderful that he actually had somebody that he could speak to that wasn't us because teenage boys, they don't want to tell their mum and dad, you know, what's going on in their head. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's, been, that's probably been the challenge. And that's been, you know, a long-term thing. But we're, we're coming towards the end of it. And we see a lot of fruit now. Okay, thanks so much. Thanks so much for sharing that, Wayne. Um, I think as dads, we all try to fix it, don't we? We want to be old to fix it. And I think the anvil that God works on is when we can't fix it, what do we do? What, where do we go to? How do we mould ourselves when it, we see stuff in our kids and we want to save them from it? We can't fix it. And we've got to do a journey with it broken. And I think sometimes that brings some stuff out in us, doesn't it? That, that needs some um, work on and that, that's the anvil that God works on. So thanks for sharing that. Really appreciate that. Okay, let's move on. It's okay if I call you Andy this morning. Whatever you like. <laughs> I call him Andy Philip. through the week. That's okay. <laughs> Andrew's... A few questions for you as we, um, yeah, to, just look at, look at your journey. So obviously with the, the three kids, we all know Charlie, we, we um, really love and appreciate her, Lawson, Lacey, um, we, we see them and that's great. And we enjoy seeing them, but I, I guess you enjoy seeing them so much more than we do when, when they come here and, and that's great. But how does it feel, especially at the moment with them in lockdown in Sydney, you're a dad up here, it's Father's Day. Can you share with us how does it feel? Look, my uh, Charlie's done a fabulous job. She's been talking about the Father's Day present she's sending up, and she's been talking about it for weeks. So there's a real uh, expectation actually leading towards Father's Day that the kids haven't forgotten about me up here. I haven't seen them for two and a half months because of the lockdown. So it's really nice that they're still, I'm very much still part of their life, even though we can't see each other physically. And, uh, you know, the kids have drawn pictures and 
Uh, Hannah in Sydney has helped them put together gifts for the younger two. So in my office is a bundle of gifts I can't wait to open when this is over and lunch is on off. FaceTime them. So today, to be honest, even though there's always been grief, I think like any grief, you learn to live with the grief and you learn to enjoy life even though you have grief. And Father's Day for me today, although I don't get to do those things that um, you would like to on Father's Day with your kids, there are so many wonderful things that I'm going to enjoy today with the presence, with the FaceTime, with this morning. This is, this is just fun, getting dressed up, enjoying my church family. There's so much to be thankful for that the grief isn't as hard as it was the first year. Great. Now, so good to see that it's changing and you, you always make the best of whatever situation you've got, um, AB, and just really appreciate that and appreciate how you do that. Um, just you're talking about waiting for your presence to come this week. It's been exciting to um, hear you on FaceTime with Lacey helping her with her homework. That, that's such a privilege that you can do that. She's in lockdown and she does that. So you're fathering so well from a distance and that is absolutely amazing. What advice do you give? To, how do you be the best dad you can via Facebook? What, what are the keys? What are some of the keys that you found? Um, you can't see them physically, but through Facebook, through FaceTiming, through whatever. How do you be such a great dad? Yeah, I remember uh, uh, my counsellor one just said said once, because uh, he'd gone through a separation and his kids lived in another state as well. And he said, AB, you just got to keep turning up. You know, even when sometimes the distance feels like you're not making the impact that you used to have, or it feels like uh, there's a bit of, you know, the kids haven't called for all week. Like Lawson, my son, uh, he won't call all week. Uh, Hannah has to get him to call. And it might be just being a 13-year-old teenage boy. It might be because of his disability. It might be because there's something great on TV. I've got no idea. But, you know, that rings in my ears. Just keep turning up regardless of what the is the other way. And so helping Lacey with her homework at lunchtime, you know, down here I'll close my door and she'll FaceTime. Uh, Mandy here does, actually Mandy Dawes is wonderful. She does uh, four days a week. She does Lacey helping her with the schoolwork from here, which is fabulous. So it actually frees me up then just to have FaceTime with her afterwards. That's not focused on schoolwork, which is fun. But those of you who've done homeschooling, sometimes it's not always the best for a relationship. So it's nice just to, so I, Charlie calls me in a break in the morning. Uh, the other night I got a call from Charlie at 11 o'clock at night. I'm asleep. Dad, can I use your credit card? I want to buy some books. Sure, you can use my credit. So just saying yes to reasonable things and being available. That's the best I can do as a dad. And uh, I love that um, their world down there is flexible enough that I can do that. I can bother them through the day in their schoolwork and the teacher doesn't mind. I can FaceTime at dinner time, it doesn't matter. I just turn up when I can. And AB, you do an amazing job. Just to um, see you with your kids when they come up, it's just amazing and so great. Children, just want to finish by sharing what, what are one or two of the most difficult things being a dad from a distance? Well, certainly with my daughter Charlotte, uh, you know, the cement has set. And she is who she is because of the years that uh, you know, both her parents put into her. 
And for me as a dad, I got to do all those things that you talk about, Matt. Uh, be the man who you want them to marry one day. With Lacey, who's eight, I don't feel like I've had the chance to do that as much. Uh, I had those first uh, six years, but really those years seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, they're really influential in those things. And so I miss being in her world every day, being the man I want her to marry. But again, I just try and make my conversations intentional on FaceTime. I, I talk about how beautiful she is, how big her heart is. I, I talk about you know, how she loves people and, and honours people. And I just try and make intentional conversation. Again, that sometimes when you're on FaceTime, you get to actually have longer conversations because they hang about on the trampoline or on the grass for 45 minutes, whereas at home it's kind of in passing while you're making breakfast. Um, so I find that difficult. And for Lawson, I find it difficult being away from him, a young 13-year-old boy that, you know, within the next five years will be shaving. I wouldn't mind teaching him how to shave and I wouldn't mind... Uh, being there doing guy stuff, taking him hiking and uh, doing stuff in the bar and building stuff or whatever it is, I find it difficult to do that, obviously. So again, when the holidays are up, I just do it all. But in the meantime, I do miss it. Thank you, AB. Well, a great answer. That's good. It's all different, and I guess your, your journey is different from what you've heard today, but we've all got our own journeys. One point you all said, which was very interesting, and I sit on the other side of that point, be the man you want your daughters to marry one day. That's, that's quite a profound statement that, that you're saying. And um, I need to say with my daughter Anna, um, I remember standing at the back of this church 10 years ago when she got married, and... Um, Standing there thinking, I'm so pleased to, to hand over to someone that I appreciate, that, that I see a bit like me. And it's really interesting that um, some of the quirky parts of my nature is in her husband, Luke, and um, <laughs> she, she sees it and laughs at it. And sometimes we say the same thing. But it's really good if you invest in your, your kid's life and to, to see them marry someone a bit like you, sometimes it's quite amazing. So just, just give you that advice. Keep going. You're doing a great job. Now, I'd love to pray for all the, all the guys, whether you're young or old, it'd be great to pray for you today because I think that is really important. If you're online, I really just want to pray that God will, will bless you, that, that God will make this day special to you, wherever you are, what's happening. And for a lot of people with our lockdowns and all the, the stuff down south, I guess people haven't seen um, dads for a long time and stuff like that, and that's difficult, and we honour that today. But can we just bow our heads and can I um, ask all the, the guys in our congregation, would you like to stand and I'd love to pray for you. Father, today we want to acknowledge you that you are our Heavenly Father, that we are all as men fearfully and wonderfully made, that you've created us, that you've demonstrated your love to us. And Lord, I want to say thank you that you are doing a journey with each one of us. Lord, thank you for the way that you um, break down the, the stuff that the world puts in our lives to try and make us who we aren't. Or the stuff that tries to make us someone that we would love to be but will never be. But today, Lord, for every single man, I want to pray that we'll just be who you created us to be with our personality, 
with our nature, with who you are, who we are. And Lord, that we would just know that you are the God who loves us, that you are doing the journey with us. And Lord, no matter what we face or what challenges we have, you understand and you don't expect us to be anyone else than who you've created us to be. So we say thanks. We pray for people today who find it sad because they've lost a dad or their relationship with their dad was not good. We pray for them today, Lord, that they would know grace and your strength and have a real sense of roundabout are the other everlasting arms. We pray, Father, for um, every single family, Lord, because we stand as men in those families and we want to be men that are examples to our children. So, Lord, today we ask that you give us grace, you give us strength, that you give us patience in the difficult times, that you would make our paths clear that we need to walk on and help us, Lord, not run ahead of you or run behind you and help us not try to live up to other people's expectations, but to absolutely be the people that you create us to be. With warts and all, Lord, to be who we are and to do our best as we journey with you. So I pray for your blessing on us. As guys, may we just know, yeah, the fulfilment of God in and through our lives as we journey together in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.